I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in my business doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Don't think this awareness means the shadows go away. Every now and then they be trying to come like to play with that busy. Now this energy, we can do all kinds of things. And I have to tell myself, no, Denise, talk to my sacral to guide me on what are the things that are most important for me to do. And when I get that response and I'm like, what is the priority of these things of importance to do? Yes. It's a game changer for the whole day. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have such a special guest with me. She is one of my sisters in the mastermind, the High Frequency Formula Mastermind. Her name is Venice Johnson. And she is an award-winning international speaker and internationally published author. She is the boldness coach, helping women eliminate self-doubt, self-sabotage, and bouts of imposter syndrome so they can discover their uniqueness, recognize their innate gifts, so they can intentionally design and live their best life. She's such an inspiration to me. I've, like we were saying before, we hit official record. I've always just been really inspired by your bold energy. You have such a confidence about yourself. And I love just watching you put together all the work of the formula and seeing what it's doing for your life and seeing what it's doing for your business. We have a lot to share about the way we work with our shadows in this episode. And of course, we're going to share lots on the wealth codes And Venice has a very special gift for everyone at the end of this episode to share. So stay tuned. Hello, Venice. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I love that you're here. Thank you for being here with me. So to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. So I would just love for everyone to get to know you better. So tell us a little bit more about your story. How did you become the woman that you are today? Wow. It was on my 47th birthday. And at the time I was married and my then, my now ex-husband asked me, what did I want for my birthday? And as I pondered on that, and most people for their birthday, Danielle, they want something fantastical for their birthday. And what I said to him was, I want peace in my house. I just want peace. We had been on this consistent roller coaster ride in our marriage, and I was just really worn down. And when I asked and requested for peace, what came up next for me was, what does peace look like for Venice? Yeah. And so then I asked if he wanted a divorce, and he hemmed and he hawed. And finally, I was like, let's just cut to the chase. You know, the answer is yes. Or no. And then he said yes. And I said, done deal. So you asked him that? I asked him that. Yes, I asked him that because I was just really exhausted. And I think this is important to share because I'm sure that a listener somewhere in the podcast family, perhaps maybe at a crossroad in their lives where they are just exhausted. Yeah. Worn out. 
And I knew that there was something else better for me. I knew that I just, I knew in the depths of my soul that something is better for me. And this is not it. Like living in drama, living in chaos is not it. On my birthday, I actually spent my birthday at the law library at the courthouse reading contracts on how to write a divorce because a divorce really essentially is a, the dissolution of a contract. Yeah. I'm a business owner. So I'm like, I know how to read contracts. I know how to write contracts. So guess what? It can't be that hard. That, here we go with my one Okay. Yeah. We forgot to mention that Venice is a one, three pure generator. So she's a sacral generator. Yeah. Her one line was in effect. Yeah. It was way in effect. And so after I went through the process, I had lunch with a really dear friend of mine. And I was like, how could this happen? Like, how could this smart, intelligent, amazing, beautiful, how can this happen to a person who has it going on from the outside, all intents and purposes from the outside? But really what was happening on the inside is I was losing myself and I had lost myself. Yeah. Because I was trying to placate to the external world, to be somebody that the world wanted me to be. And I really didn't yet know who I was. So my friend said to me, if you were invited to a party, what dish would you bring? And I said, I would bring the dish of boldness. And she said, what would you want people to take away from that? And I said, I would want people to be bold. I said, I would want women to be bold, big, and bad. And we, it was bad, big, bold, and we inverted it because I'm like, I don't want the common meaning of it. I want it to be exactly like I wanted to mean something. Danielle, I struggled with owning the boldness though. Because I was like, who walks around asking, telling people that they're the boldness? Who does that? And look, my sacral was like, you. And I was like, who said that? <laughs> so literally, really tossed and turned with it for weeks before I started to eventually go public with it. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. I'll be the last and stuff. And I Google boldness coach. At the time when I started this monogram. In my business, in my 27 years of business, it was 2000 and 2015. So I Googled the bonus coach. I Googled bonus coach. There were none. And I was like, are you kidding me? There were no examples in this entire planet of 7 billion people. And I get the responsibility of this. So here goes born the bonus coach. And I really want dedicated and committed to being of service to women to help them to really be courageous and step into your life. Bold stands for becoming out loud daily. This is a journey. This is daily. Daily. Every day we are in the work every day. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Big is building in your genius. We all have at least one genius that we were born with that if we tap into that genius, it could exponentially change not only our lives, the lives of, the, of our family members closest to us, the lives of the community, and ultimately the lives of the lives of the world. And bad stands for being audaciously daring. You definitely have to be audacious and have tenacity, have the nerve to stand up and become who you are and let that shine in the world. So that is my story about the boldness coaching. Here I am since 2015 to 2023 and counting out serve the world. And yes, yes. So there's a few things I want to pull out of that because I think when we tell our stories, we like, because now you're through it. Like you're on the other side of that story and you're like, that's who I was. But now today, this is who I am. But there are people in these positions who are maybe mid 40s and they're like, I just want effing peace in my life. And 
I want to point some things out here because this is how subtle energetics are that we might miss it. It was on your birthday. So it was a big energetic moment for you. Yes. And I don't know if you knew energy back then. Did you have any idea what you were really working with back then? I had no idea. I'm a Leo. You are? I am. I'm a Leo. I'm a no Leo. wonder I love you so much. I am a Leo. I knew. I read. And listen, this is a surreal moment. I, you were always in my ears when I was going through different levels of transition in my life. And just the attraction, it was like something about this woman. I got to keep listening, digging in. I didn't know the formal kind of sense of what the language that we use now. I did not have that language then. However, I just could feel and sense where things were off. Yeah. And I knew like this and something inherently inside of me said, this, it's enough. We have had enough in this time to shift. Do you think age had anything to do with it or did it not even occur to you where you just, I've just, I'm done at this point? Or did you think, I'm 47, something has to change? Did that come in? Yeah. Age played, I think, for, you know, honestly, with women, age plays a huge number. Because at certain moments in your life, you really are questioning, is this what my life, all my life has to offer? Yeah. It is the only, is only thing for me being a mother. It's the only thing being for me as a wife. It's the only thing for me to be as a helper. It's the only thing be for me to serve in the church, like, or the community. Because of our feminine energy, we are caretakers of nature. And I do think that 47 had something to do with it. I actually started feeling some level of shift when I was 37. And I started really asking women around me, like, you know, what's going is what happens when you turn 40? Are you happy with your life? Like I was really very inquisitive and curious because of that one three about what does life look like for women at these ages? And now I will be 55 this year. And, and I'm happy to be in my 50s because we know that the Chiron, right, comes around, you know, the healer, right, the wounded healer. It all makes sense. And so I get to serve women and bring the enrichment to their lives before they have to hit almost 55. Yeah. So age has a lot to do with just starting wanting to come into who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I know for me, when my life hit 40, I was like, you, is this it? What is going on here? And is this the way I want to keep living? And then I realized, I think I've been doing the thing, the nursing thing, way longer than I should have been doing it. But I didn't wake up to that awareness until 40-ish. You think, looking back, now that you know it, do you feel like you stayed too? I certainly have, as I have delved into this work, it's clear, and also the planetary work, it's clear that I stay too long in situations longer than what I really need to. And I definitely, I can see when I look back in hindsight, I shouldn't have gotten into that marriage. Ah. Got into that marriage based on conditioning. You are almost 50. You're, I got married at 42 and divorced at 47. Oh, okay. So it was like, okay, I'm in my 40s. I have a successful career, a thriving career, and I'm not married. I need to, I need to do something FB. And there were all of these telltale signs that was telling me not to move forward. And the telltale signs was really silence. Silence. And I, my, my bold self, and the day was like, oh, since there's silence, that means that there's no objective and I should go ahead. There's no what? There's no objective. Oh. Because of silence. So therefore, I should go ahead and do what I want to do. As time progressed and now knowing the work and reflecting back on those different periods in my life, 
silence for me as a sacral really means I need more information. I say that louder for the people in the back. (laughs) If you are sacral, if that's your authority is your sacral, and you, because we know the sacral is to respond, right? Respond. So if you don't get a hell yes or hell no, and there's no answer, that means that you need more information. Do not, I repeat, do not make a decision because it is ill-informed if you Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. I remember when I was first learning how to use my sacral and I would go days without like really a sacral anything. And I'd be like, okay, this is what it feels like to not have my body leaning into something for more. And back in the day, it was like more chaos in Danielle's life. So the awareness of, oh, the sacral is just quiet. It's just quiet. And I'm a one three. I know everybody knows that. But that when you said that, it just a light bulb went off for me because that's exactly what's going on is I need more to respond to. Yeah. Yeah. So I want people to know that they are okay in that place. And it is an opportunity for exploration. But don't just do something because the conditioning of the outside world says you need to make up your mind and do something. Yes. I did something and it was not, it turned out to not be the best thing for me. So the price that I paid, so to speak, for going with what the outside world was saying to me, it cost me just strife and stress and grief and it's just, it's not worth it. So I don't make those decisions anymore. Yeah. Not that way. We learned that way. Right. Yeah. So the subtle energetic here is you made a big, bold move decision to say, I really, above all, I want peace. And the universe said, okay, I'm going to give you peace. Yes. And in order to get peace, you have to spend your birthday in the courthouse figuring out how to get the peace. And listen, I wasn't happy. I wasn't, even though it sounds really sad, I didn't go in there with a party hat on and twirlers, but I got myself dressed. And I went down and I told the clerk, this is what I need. Where do I need to go? And I literally went with a notepad on my phone so I could Google what I need. didn't understand. It was like, this was that important to me. And I want to stress that because if any of the podcast listeners had a crossroads in your life, and if you find that it is time for you to leave, like you, you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't do anything, but really envision yourself getting out of the situation, it really needs to be that important to you. Yes. Make the decision and put action behind it. Yes. And then when you do that, it was it will relieve you. And I had a sense of relief. Listen, we went together to get the marriage certificate. We went together to sign a divorce papers. Yeah. Yeah. It was like we're on the we were on the same page getting here. And we yeah. The same page when we exit out of this. I love that for you. I love that for you. Because from what I learned, all my one three life is when relationships end with any resentment or hate or that kind of energy, like you did this to me, there's usually some work that hasn't been done. But what you're telling me is that the two of you were like, yeah, this is just not for us anymore. Yeah. And there was work to do afterwards because my shadows were, and I'm sure we'll come to that point, but my shadows, I call them gang gang. They were like ganging up, having a party. And I had no idea that I was invited to a party that I did not prefer to be. Yeah. So there was work to do, but throughout different points and journey of my life, 
I have examples that I can pull from when I was clear about who I am and stood in that, that the pathway opened up for me. Yeah. And usually was a peaceable pathway for me to transition into whatever was next. Yes. And one of the things I'll point out is how resourceful you were in making that happen for yourself. That is a true characteristic of a one three is the resourcefulness in you figured it out. So what led you to discovering human design? Oh, my goodness. This is a really great story because it's been almost nine years. This I think nine years this month I have been divorced. Mm -hmm. And what happened was after the divorce, I went into seeking mode because I was like, this is not a life that I am used to. And I don't even know where this came from based on what my previous life had been up until that point. And I had a, I was seeking and I discovered in my seeking that I had low self-esteem. And it's my friends were like, you don't have low self-esteem. I just think that you're just going through a tough time. And I'm like, no, I had low self-esteem. So there were these themes were coming up for me. And I was like, listen, I'm not trying to do this dance in this part of my life. I've danced that dance to that song or those songs already. And there's something new for me. So I was intentionally on a quest and I'm an entrepreneur, 27 years full time. You know, this business has really, it funds my livelihood, mm -hmm. you know, it funds my lifestyle. And in my business, I was struggling with really taking my business to the next level. Yes, it's the pandemic. This is my fourth economic downturn. So guess what? This was not a new rodeo for me. You know, the scenario was different, but it was not a new rodeo nonetheless. And I was like, I am not about to go through this again. If another one is to turn, is to come, I want to take myself to the next level because I can do this. Yeah. So I started signing up for programs. Literally, then I started signing up for things that I felt like were, that had a good feeling. And the funniest thing is I signed up for a business program. And in that program, they had a conference. And one of the breakout sessions was about how to bring a certain kind of energy to your business. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting topic. <laughs> so as I went into that session, the person was talking about human design. And he was like, okay, now I'm curious. So I, so here, here's my one popping up, right? Mm -hmm. this. Human design. And I'm starting to read some info. So fast forward, I attended a Facebook Live. She said, bring your chart. And I'm like, what's all these colors, all these numbers and these symbols? And after that point, I said, I need more information. This sounds interesting. Something's pulling me and I want to know more. Yeah. At that point, I had invested quite a bit of money in different programs. And I want to say that because I was one of those podcast listeners at one point that had invested in this and in that and this and that. And when I look back on them, none of them resonated with my soul. Really? Had I known the work that I know now about human design and gene keys, I would probably be doing this, doing this podcast with you from a remote island. That's not a the yeah. The butlers and the maids come and asking if they can refresh my drink. Because a lot of times we're just, you eat squirrel, if it's dangling and pretty, we run to it. So after I went through that process, I knew I didn't want to work with that person. She's a lovely person, but the energy was a little off-putting to me. And I was like, I got to figure out what to do. I bought these human design books and I got these books. I'm so excited. Danielle, I was like, what the hell? 
I don't know any of this language. How do I read this stuff? What does this stuff mean? And to read, but how does it apply? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sifting through the podcast, looking up human design, trying to find people, trying to, and I came across your podcast and some others, and I listened to them, and yours was the one that resonated, spoke to my soul. And I was like, aha, something's here. I literally listened to you from March of last year all the way until... October of last year, when you opened up for the mastermind and I had been looking for the opportunity of the yes inside of me to say go. Uh-huh. And, and you had other launches and somehow I always ended up missing. Miss- oh, really? Yes. I had I just kept missing them. But what I also recognized that I needed was the previous program was this big business school. I was like just a face and a bunch of thousands and hundreds of other faces. Oh, and I was like, I really want to be in a program where the facilitator knows my name, that we have a connection and that there is some that I am working on me, not working on trying to do all these other fancy things. But I really want to go deep within me. So I really want that type of resource. And you were that for me. And when it came time to sign up with the mastermind, let me tell you, I was down at the bank. I was like, listen, let's, whatever I got to sign and do to transfer this money, whatever we need to do, how many days do I need? Let's make this happen. I literally got up super early in the morning, like I'm hitting the bank before they get in. What do we need to do to make sure that I have a seat at the table in the room? Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. I emailed your staff because I missed the cutoff date because the bank was like, oh, we needed two days. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to calm them because if this is for me, a way is going to happen. All I need to do is to make sure I do my best in this process and it will open up. And if it doesn't open up, guess what? We will wait for round two. So I sent an email to your staff and I'm like, here's the situation and what's going on. They wrote me back and they said, if you can do it by this time frame, you are in. And I'm like, done. Oh, that is so cool. I went down to the bank and I was like, listen, this is, it's 11.59. <laughs> this has to be done by 12. And they got it done. They got yeah. It. Yeah. That is magical. I love hearing those stories because I will hear those every once in a while. And I'm like, dang, if there is ever an example of divine timing, that is it. Yeah. And so, that is it. And I think it also because I was inherently, I was seeking to know more about myself. Yes. It wasn't a way that it wasn't like, let me go build a skill or enhance a talent. It was really like at this point in my life, coming up on 55, right? Who am I really? Do I know the depths of my soul? And I want to be able to answer those questions for myself. I want to move through life differently at my own beat versus the external beat of what the world is. Because I knew something was different about me. Yeah. Yeah. And human design shows you exactly what's different about you. And I love that you're like, I was in a program and in a breakout session, somebody was teaching on human design because literally it is a subtle thing. Like the universe sends human design very subtly Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of work to go in there and figure yourself out and learn how to work your aura and all of that. But that's how it found me. I was very, I was just listening to podcasts, trying to figure out my life. And I listened one podcast. She basically just mentioned it. It wasn't like a whole podcast on human design, just mentioned human design. And I went, I got to figure out what that is. That's the one thing. 
I don't know what she's even talking about. So I got to figure that out. And everything opened for me after that. So for anybody listening, if human design has been lurking in the background of your life, just hear from us both that there's a reason it's back. There's a reason it's piquing your interest, piquing your curiosity. There's something your soul is looking to express as and your due diligence of getting past the overwhelm of the chart and getting past all the crazy books and all the things, your due diligence in that will open up doors you just never even knew were closed. Yeah. Never even knew. It's been really, the journey has been so mind-blowing at times and it's changed my life. You know, it's really changed the way that I experience life. It's changed the way that I show up in the world. It's changed the way that I even view the world around me. And it is really, it's really magical to be in this wonderland, you know, of possibilities of life. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the shadow because we were in our call. It was a couple of weeks ago and you got on to say your story of the shadows. And I'd love for you to just share what happened. So for all of you listening, we do a lot of work with the Gene Keys and a lot of our a lot of our understanding of how we create wealth is understanding key aspects of the prosperity sequence, the Venus sequence and the genius sequence. But we were working, we're working with our shadow energy so that we can reveal more of our gift energy in our actions, our decisions and the way we show up in the world. And Venice came on and shared how her shadows have been playing. It was like you had this awareness all of a sudden click in that you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, it was really funny. We were working in the current sequence and or should I say I was working in the pro sequence with the workbook that comes with the mastermind. And one of the questions is about money, prosperity, and which is one form of prosperity, right? And it was asking about my relationship with money. What times of the month does money for me and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't have any answers. And then it was like, this is like really crazy. Obviously, money is coming in because I'm able to pay my bills. But yeah, it just wasn't a consistent flow. That was the challenge. It was like, there's a break in the prosperity and there's these breaks often. So I was like, I gotta stop. I gotta stop and I gotta really go look at the pearl sequence. And so as I'm contemplating it, which is really being in reflection, looking at your experiences and really connecting the gods, I recognize it in my pearl. The sequence is my shadows is exhaustion. That's my 40.3 at the top of the pearl. My culture is half-heartedness. And then my vocation is complexity. And what was happening was I was in this tailspin. I wasn't getting two levels of prosperity because my exhaustion would lead to my half-heartedness. And then when I was exhausted and half-hearted, I would make things complex. And I was like, wait the heck, wait the what? And so what that really means was as a generator, I was spending my energy doing the wrong things. Meaning, and let me put this in lameness term. Yeah. A busybody. <laughs> Yeah, I was a busybody. And if we got any generators on the phone or and on the podcast or any perpetrators of generators that probably aren't generators, they're busy all over the place. When you have that busyness and being a busybody, what was happening is that when I came to do the work that I was, I really should be doing, then I was exhausted. So I was half-hearting it. I wasn't mm. doing my best. I was half-assing it. 
Yes. And then when I discovered when I was half assing it, I was making it complex, which was circling back to the exhaustion. And so I realized, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> now I see what's going on. Yeah. These shadows don't have boundaries. They are running amok. They are running amok at my entire. And I looked at my whole gene key, and I could see where the rest of them in those different areas of sequences was just waiting for me to come to the party. Yeah. And when I recognized that, Danielle, it was like, you know what? Time out. Let's get a clear understanding of what the shadows are. And let's look at their regressive and their reactive. And let me figure out, like, how am I showing up? Because that is a question that you ask in the class and in the workbook is how, you know, are the shadows being experienced in your life? You know, where do you sit when you are in the experience of these reactive or repressive? And I could see, and then I was able to come back, step out and look at my actual work in my life and specifically in my business. Yeah. I could see how, how those shadows were really running my business. And I was like, okay, everybody out. That's a freaking game changer right there. And you look changer. And since I got the awareness of those shadows and then moving into the gift, things in my business is so freaking calm until I have to remind myself I am exactly where I'm supposed to be in my business doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Don't think this awareness means the shadows go away. Absolutely. Say, because every now and then they be trying to come like to play with that busy. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. We can do all kinds of things. And I have to tell myself, no, Denise, talk to my sacral to guide me on what are the things that are most important for me to do. And when I get that response and I'm like, what is the priority of these things of importance to do? Yes. It's a game changer for the whole day. Yes. The awareness of it is huge because most of us are not aware that there is shadow energy that is running the show of our lives. And of course, we're not aware. Like we're not given human design or the gene keys when we're little and said, okay, this is who you are. Now we got to figure this out. We find it in our later lives and we wake up in a life of consequence of living in that shadow, making decisions in that shadow taking action, spending money, getting married, having kids from the shadow. It is a game changer. And that's that right there. If anyone takes anything from this podcast, take a look at your shadow energy. Just pick a sequence, any sequence, pick one and say, oh, wait a minute. And then what Venice was pointing out was how all of them were like having a side party. Like they were all what did you say? They were all like behind closed doors, like talking to one another. That's it was. They were behind closed doors. Okay. She wants to grow her business, but we're going to get in the way of doing that. We're going to interfere with her prosperity. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to have her busy doing all this other stuff over here. And by the time she gets to her desk, she's going to be so exhausted and she's going to have deadlines until she's going to struggle with how to get things done. And they were going to keep her up all night to 10 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning working on projects. And we're going to get her up early in the morning at five and make her sit at the computer at 515. It was like... It was just crazy. And when I recognized that, it was just like, hold up. I felt like the referee with a whistle. I'm calling out kind of fouls. Yeah. And see, now you're aware that there's a foul to be called. Yes. 
Yes. And as soon as I call the sound, the shadow, it stops. It like cold turkey in its tracks because it's, yep. oops, she saw us. Yeah. She's onto us. Yeah. And the shadow, it never goes away. We're not shaming it. We're not like MFing it the whole time. We're like, okay, this is me. And it's looking to evolve into the gift. So I actually now get a choice to say, who am I when I'm for your vocation 23, when I'm in simplicity? Who am I when I'm in commitment? Who am I when I'm in mindfulness resolve? Who am I? Yeah. And I want to tell you a funny story. And I think people will be able to relate to this. And I want to, I have a shadow of complexity in my vocation, 23. So I went to the grocery store the other day. I was cooking brunch for my son and I wanted pancakes. I love pancakes. When I say I love pancakes, I love pancakes. But I don't eat them often because they're pancakes. Yeah. I went to the store, big box store to get some pancake mix. And they had a brand I'm not familiar with. So I was like, I don't want this brand because I don't. And it said whole wheat flour. I'm like, sorry, I want the real band pancake mix. Yeah. For you because it's pancakes. Right? Yeah. And so I don't want healthy pancakes. So anyway, I put the box down and I left. And I, in my mind, I was like, my mind was taking over. I have an open head. It was like, that is ridiculous. They don't have any other pancake mix here in the store. They've got to have some other pancake mix. There I go in the other aisle looking for more pancake mix because I saw the flour. Get over there, no other pancake mix. I go back to the original box and put down that I don't want. And I continue to read the label. Oh, let me find out like what's in it. It was like, if you wanted to taste this way, add milk. If you wanted to taste this way, add eggs. And if you want it to be sweet, add sugar. So what was happening, my sacral was like, girl, put that box down. That is so complicated about making pancakes. You really just want to put something powder in the bowl and add water and stir and pour and cook. And I put it down and I laughed at myself walking out. And I was making buying pancakes complicated. And I'm saying that for people listening that shadows don't always show up in some grandiose experience that you have. They really are rooted in some of the simple everyday things that you do. Yes. You don't notice it because it is simple everyday things. Yes. And when I recognized that, Danielle, I was laughing all the way out the store that I was about to drive myself crazy behind my schedule, which would have dominated everything for the day because I was being complicated with pancake mix that I did not want. I know. And what you did, I don't know if you realized what you did there, but what you did was you interrupted a fractal pattern for yourself. Yes. So every time you do that, the shadow gets less and less strong. It pulls at you less and less because you're breaking patterns that have kept it strong and alive. Yes. Like it's bananas when we do little things like that, how yes. it, the shadow just loosens its grip on us more and more. And then I don't know if this happened, but what I noticed for me is when I release things like that, say the pancake mix was my thing, if I just were like, no, I'm not doing that, what will typically end up happening is something will show up that is absolutely perfect, exactly what I wanted. Yep. It will not even be an issue. I won't even have to go back and forth to the lane and, or the aisle and check the ingredients. It's like it just actually shows up because we've made room in our aura for it too. 
Yeah, we had a really great brunch. I got home on time. My son was running behind on his schedule, which gave me more time to just decompress. The food was so good. I've noticed when we were eating, I was like, we're not talking because the food is so good. Yeah. It was a wonderful time with him. And I think that had I gone through with the complexity of buying pancake mix, I think about just the drama it would have caused because the food would have been nasty. We would have had to try to go figure out where to get into a restaurant on a Sunday, during brunch hours. It would have impacted our time together. Yeah, it's a game changer when you are in the space of awareness, when you get clear about your shadows. Yeah. And I'll just, I want to get to a couple of other things, but I want to just point out that is how you're co-creating with universal intelligence. It's those little things that now you're staying aware of. You're in that co-creation, quote unquote, manifestation energy. You are going back and forth and the universe is giving you everything you didn't even know you needed, like the calm brunch without having to worry about how the food tasted. Yes. That's literally, I know this, I love that story because that's literally how effed up our lives can be when we focus on the shadow for a simple, let's go, the pancakes need to be this way, right? So- Tell us now how you're feeling in your business. You said a lot about the, like the complexity and the, just the feeling of, I don't know, how did it feel before? Tell me how it felt before. It just felt chaotic. It's not very chaotic in my business before I had gotten to a period, you know, of it was just chaos. And it just seemed, I would say for a whole year in my business, it was up until this point had been chaos and couldn't land the clients. The money was really inconsistent in the business. I was all over the place, not committed to the business. But mm-hmm. you had expected the business to be committed to me. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And I think that's how sometimes in life when things are chaotic, we don't know we're not committed or doing our best in a particular experience or connection, but we want the return of that connection to be given us the best. And so I had gotten to the point to where I was just like, this is crazy. Like, I know what I'm doing. I'm talented. I'm gifted. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. Like, I know what I'm doing. Why am I struggling with this? And at the end of the day, the question really was, is who do I need to be at this point in the journey of my life for my business as well as my life around me to unfold in a higher level? And so when I stepped stepped back and looked at it and I started doing the work that we've been doing and I was like, okay, I can see on the pro sequence, I can see where my half-heartedness, I can see my exhaustion, clearly see and connect experiences as to why things wasn't working. And I want to say too that the pro sequence is about prosperity, but prosperity also comes in things other than monetarily. Yes. Prosperity of your time, prosperity with your energy. And so what started happening in my business was I started getting really clear about what I want in my business. You know, how do I want my business to operate? How I want to show up in my business. Mm. I got really clear about asking the business, what do you need from me Mm. so that we can co-create together? Yes. And the business was like, I need you to be clear about who you are when you sit down to the desk and start working. And I also allowed my generator energy to do its thing and be a generator. Yeah. I found out as it relates to how I grow my business is in-person content. So thank goodness we're outside. Yeah. And COVID. When I was in COVID, people who had experienced me prior to COVID in person, they were the ones that kept my business afloat because they remember being with me in person. 
So I recognized that it's the best way for me to grow my business based on my energy type was to get out with people and network and do what I do best so people can experience me. And then things started opening up in my business. And I started to realize the functionalities and operational components that I needed in my business. And I started employing and engaging. And I want to, again, tie that with the prosperity is I saw other people in the group having these great monetarily like leaps and quantum leaps in their business. And I wasn't happy. And I had to ask myself, like, OK, are you trying to compare yourself to other people based on what they're doing? Or are you trying to be in alignment with who you are and who you need to be in your business? Yeah. And now, you know. The springboard action is happening because now I'm able to really resonate with my fractal line because I know my shadows and the classes that you've been giving us, the side class of the one you just gave us about the copy, game changer. Oh, good. Now what I know is the messaging. I now know what messaging that I get to bring to my fractal line because I am my fractal line, meaning I know what they want. Yes. Because I'm going through exactly, I've been through managing, working through what they want to work through. So the shadows help me to get clear about the language and the stories and what to tell. So when I do come out to market, I feel very confident that when yes. I'm out with these stories using this language that I'm learning, that my business is going to do a 360 spin in probably the shortest time that ever imagined. Yeah. Would you say that you're now feeling more peace, that your birthday wish has come true? Onion. Absolutely. I love the peace and the energy in my hole, in my office. I don't feel pressed. If somebody calls me and they said to me, somebody just pushed back a project that we were going to be starting in a few weeks. So you know what I tell them? No problem. No worries. Thank you for letting me know. I just open up my calendar and go and calendar it for a later time. And I recognize that if something is being canceled now, it's because it's making room for something else to come through. Yes. So my job is to continue to dot I's and cross T's in my business energetically. My job is to continue to have the awareness of my shadows and how they show up. And my job is to continue to be my authentic, true self and understanding my power. Then now things can continue to co-create with the universe. Yes. See, I love that you say that prosperity isn't just about money because here's the thing. The truth about it is we have to clear a lot of stuff up before the prosperity sequence gets to do its work for us. Yes. Yeah. And we have to be, be very prosperous in, I love that, in our time. Yes. Like a major reason why my life worked out so much better was because I stopped spending my time on the shit that just did not matter any longer. Yeah. Like, I look at every minute as a $100,000 bill. What am I doing with my every minute? Yes. Yeah. When you clean up all these different areas of your life, the money finds you to support you in that. Yes, it does. It does. It's really, and I don't worry about the money. You've recommended some books for us to read. And it's not that money isn't important because it's a tool that allows you to do certain transactions. What it does, I'm clear and operating in the trueness of who I am, the gift as being the generator. I realize that I can build and create. So I am not pressed that I'm not going to have enough because I can go and build and create what I need. And now I stand checking my bank account all the time. 
That's big. I stopped. I do check it on occasion, but I stopped checking it. And when I do check it, I don't check it from an energetic place of scarcity. Yeah. I check it from a place of, okay, I've got exactly what I need to do this thing that I'm doing in this moment. Yes. Yeah. I want to say that like, we're not checking our bank accounts. That's not what I'm advising people to do, but I want women to stop looking at their bank accounts and making that an indicator of what their value is and moving more into a trust relationship with the universe that what you want is there when you need it. But that's the whole thing of my brand is make what you want, what you need. We don't abandon our bank accounts. We stay in it. We don't bypass the work that comes with creating money for ourselves, but we don't allow the bank account, the number on the statement to mean anything other than here's the tool. Here's the tool. I want to share something with everyone, Danielle, because this ties into human design. And I want to share this because I think a lot of the listeners, as well as people that will be joining and listening in, is that we have desires in our hearts that we want for ourselves that has nothing to do with anybody else. And it's sometimes it's challenging to tap into that desire coming to fruition. And I'm just encouraging everyone to really look at your, do your journaling, those ahas that come up for you to write them down, text them to yourself and save them. Because when you get to this point of crossing over to the next level of trust, you will look back and see that you are in alignment with the journey of where you're going. Yeah. I wrote in my journal that I want to live in my creativeness, full expression of who I am. And this is my truth to the gateway to my abundant life. Yes. So now I am living in the creativeness and the full expression of who I am because of human design and because of the tools that you have provided to us and continue to provide to us. I take them and I make it my own in my life and the application and the experience of it. Yes, I love that. I love that. It's so representative. That is literally what I wanted to do for women was take this and make it your own. Like give you my how, but your how has to come from your soul because the two of you are on a mission that you can't even comprehend right now. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and close it out. I know I could talk to you forever. I really could because I love how you put it all. I think the way you articulate this is really going to touch people. So thank you for that. But I noticed that you have this, the free offer that you give to your clients. I'd love for you to share a little more about that for our fractal line on the podcast, the four beliefs. Yeah. So the four beliefs, because it really touches on some of the topics that we've been discussing. And the number one topic it touches on is around self-awareness. You know, and it's funny because this has been a running theme in my life since I have really been on the hunt to get really get clear about who I am in the world and what I bring to the world. And self-awareness has been really the springboard that has led me to that. Anyone listening can go to my website, theboldnesscoach.com, and you can just click to join the belly list, and then you can be able to download that guide. I also have some other guides that are career-related. I am a certified career coach as well. I wear a lot of And I have some tools there that will give you the opportunity to go into reflection so that you can start to get the ahas about 
this is where I want to perhaps dig a little bit deeper to step outside of what the conditioning of the world is keeps feeding me. Yes. First people to do that. And then we just get to stand test for all the goodies that I have learned from Danielle and then rebirthing them in my own business. I love it. Yes. Yes. You can find all things Venice in the show notes. We'll link up everything that she spoke about today in the show notes. Very easy to just click and go do it. But I just want to thank you, Venice. I'm just honored to have you in that group with us. Thank you for sharing your light with me and with our Fractaline. You really have a strong, confident display of your magnetism. It's contagious and we just all love your sparkle. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity that is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.